Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty here in San Diego. And I'm joined by Cody Stam. I am Kyle's executive assistant out here in San Diego as well. The goal of our show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business. The way that we like to do that is to knock it out within 30 minutes. We want this to be the kind of podcast that you can listen to on your way to or from the office and consume the intro, the body, and the conclusion all in one uh, one drive. We don't want this to be one of those hour, two hour long podcasts that you got to listen to little bits and pieces here and there. And if you guys enjoy the podcast, I love it. If you're a uh, watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the little bell. If you're listening on uh, on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a review. That stuff really, really helps us out um, and allows us to connect with more people out there. So we'd love for you to help us out in that regard. Um, and the way that we like to do the show is to really answer questions that you guys have for us rather than us guessing um, about what you want to hear about. We just listen to what you want to hear about. So if there's certain topics or questions that you want to have us discuss on a future episode of the show, you could always go to the Whistle Way com the whistleway.com um, and you can ask us questions on there uh, you could subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel you can join our referral network we had a lot of people leaving California we'd love to refer them out your way um, also you can find out about upcoming events like our media mayor mastermind event which Brian coaching my media manager and I host which is a two-day event we go super super deep into everything we've learned about creating video over the last six years together uh, we'll have one coming up either in December or November. Um, things are starting to open up a little bit. So we are ready to to geek out with some of you guys that want to geek out on video. So thewhistleway.com. All right, Cody. Time is now. No pressure. Feel none. Don't fuck up. <laughs> All right. All right. So one of the things that a lot of people ask us about is hiring an assistant. And so Brian... Our media manager is on paternity leave, so Cody's stepping in, and he is my assistant. And so we're going to learn a little bit more about that assistant role. I think most everybody knows you've got to have an assistant. There's a saying, if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. Um, and if you want to get to that next level, you can't get to that next level being the assistant. Um, so it's very, very important that you have an assistant. I've personally had an assistant in my business since day one. I've literally never worked a day of real estate without having an assistant. Um, I think it's one of the most important roles in the entire business. Um, and I've had good assistants, I've had bad assistants, and I've had downright terrible assistants. Um, and so I want to kind of share a little bit about Cody's role because most of you guys know you got to have an assistant, but then you're like, all right, I got one. What do they do? And you kind of struggle figuring out like, what does an assistant do? Um, how do I find an assistant? What are some tasks that they can complete for me? Oh my God, what do I do? How do I pay them? All this stuff. You kind of freak out about that. So um, we'll kind of turn it over, Cody. First, how did you hear about the job to join our group? I was honestly, I just graduated college. I uh, was working in the bars and stuff like that, and I kind of got over it. Um, and then I just started scrolling the internet. I mean, it was there's a lot of places to look. I mean, personally, I found Whistle on Google, um, and it was just like I just typed in real estate. It's something I was really interested in, and I found it there. But then as like as I find it once, and you kind of type that in, like you can see then in like Indeed and all those other platforms that are like really useful. So that's to answer the question, Google's where I found it. Okay, and then you ended up coming across the Indeed posting. I'm assuming. 
Yeah, it, it took me there like a long, but like when you go into Google and you just type in like jobs in San Diego or real estate in San Diego jobs, it kind of has it already like laid out for you in a nice platform. But like once you click it, it'll then take you to another link that gets you the Indeed. Okay, gotcha. So you didn't go to Indeed.com. You just Googled jobs in real estate, recognized whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it, did you recognize it because of the video we shot at the restaurant? Yeah, like, I mean, well, it was funny because I met you twice before and I had like already knew who you were and like born and raised in Santee. And I drive past this building all the time. So that's once I found it, um, it just looked, I was like, that's too easy. It's two minutes from my house. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So the restaurant Cody worked at was one that we actually featured on our show, Everything East County, um, which, you know, sometimes you never know how connections are going to be made because there's not a lot of people that work in restaurants that want to work in a restaurant the rest of their life. Pretty safe to say, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd but also be some. surprised. There's some. <laughs> there's some that you see. Usually but, yeah. the bartender. Yeah, normally. <laughs> Not many people want to serve tables the rest of their life or, or bar back or bus or be a host. It's or a hostess. lot. It's a lot of work, too. It's not like that. It's like super easy. It's just, yeah, it gets a little old for sure. All right. So you saw the Indeed ad. What did you do? I personally went in. Um, I went in person. I didn't even apply online to start. I looked up your guys' location. I saw there was the one in Santee, but then there was like the tower in North Park. I'm like, I'm going to the tower. I'm going to go in. Like, I'm hoping he's there. And I just so happened to, like, you just so happened to be there that day. I didn't speak to you at first, but I came in with a resume, dressed up, gave it to Shasta. And that's how I started and moved on. And then after that was, you know, the actual process. Okay. So that's something to note, right? He did something different than everybody else. If you ever run an ad for an assistant, you're going to get like 5,000 applications, especially right now in COVID when there's a lot of people that are out of work. Um, so be conscious of that, that you're gonna get a lot of people who are interested. Um, so, you, you know, one, I recommend that you put some sort of a, a test in place. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to test people, but you can do things like something I've done in the past to say, hey, email your resume as a PDF file with a title whistle resume and if they don't email it with a pdf and the title whistle resume just delete it don't even open it because if they can't follow a simple instruction like that they are obviously not going to be able to follow the instructions you give them when they are your assistant so that would be an example or you could um, i've had it too where i've said hey take your resume switch the font to orange and then send it to me as a pdf just to see who's paying attention because it's amazing how quickly you couldn't go from 5,000 to like 50 applications just by putting simple little tests like that into place. Um, and obviously if somebody can't follow the instructions up front, they're not gonna follow them down the road. So let's just get those people out of the way right in the beginning. So did we put you through Spark Hire? Yeah, that was yeah. the very first process was like, okay, we're gonna send you this. And it was a one-way interview, which that was really cool. I mean, it definitely tested me right there to like learn how to sp- beat to a computer and like have no one in the room. It was kind of nice because it like brings your guard down a little bit, but yeah. it also allowed me to like really think of my answers before I just like jumped in there. Like they are time too, and you can only do like so many attempts, but I thought that was a really cool, interesting way. Yeah, so we use a service called Spark Hire. Um, if you go to sparkhire.kylewhistle.com, I think you'll get a discount. Spark, S-P-A-R-K, hire.com, uh, kylewhistle.com. And the way that this service works is that it's a one-way video interview. So I record questions on video, and then Cody, at his leisure, could take the interview. He could do it at 2 p.m. He could do it at 2 a.m. doesn't really matter. So he watches the question via video and then holds his phone up or his webcam 
and he records his response to the question via a video and goes through and you could do however many questions you want. I recommend five on an initial interview. And my favorite question to open everyone with is tell me about yourself. It's my favorite question to start any interview, whether it be a spark hire video interview or an in-person interview, start out with tell me about yourself. It's a fantastic question because people will be like, well, what do you mean? Like, tell me about yourself. Just leave that shit open-ended. See where the conversation goes. Are they going to go like straight into business or are they going to be like, oh, I, well, I live in Santee. I'm married. I've got a daughter. I've raised pigs and blah, blah, blah. Like, are they going to tell you about who they are? Like, it's really interesting just to see how people respond. But what it does do is it takes their guard down a little bit because when people come in for interviews, they're like so nervous and they're like, oh my gosh, what questions are they going to ask me? And then they're going to ask me like, tell me about a time where this, and then I'm going to have to think like, just like break the ice and like help somebody relax because it's a nerve wracking experience to sit in on an interview. So just help somebody relax. And most people can talk about themselves. So if somebody can't talk about themselves, like <laughs> you're yes. going to have a problem, right? Like it's a pretty big red flag. So just a note that tell me about yourself question is fantastic and little secret pro tip i do the same thing when i go into listing appointments or when i go into buyer consultations because everybody's expecting you to like sit down at the table and start like giving this pr presentation just sit down at the, the counter with the seller and just say hey, tell me about yourselves they're like what because the other person they interviewed started going in and told them about how great they are yeah when you actually like hey, tell me about yourself it's pretty amazing what happens um so that spark hire he can do the interview at 2 a.m., 2 p.m. And then the beauty is I could watch his interview at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. I could watch it whenever I want. I could watch a little bit now, a little bit later, a little bit, you know, tomorrow morning. It's a really cool service. So, um, you know, if you're a smaller team, you probably don't need something like that. But if you're a bigger team and you're working on scaling up, uh, it could be something that could be really beneficial for you. All right. So we did the Spark Hire interview. Then what? Then I just got the call back. We met in person. And you realize you, you pulled had, a magic trick, yeah. right? I pulled a magic trick. No, no, no. I mean, you just realized greatness was upon you and you had to hire me. So that was pretty much it. Shows up with a fucking Buffalo Bills tie. Yes, I did. And that was something that was unplanned, but worked out in my favor. Now, a good tip would be for anybody like applying to be in this role is really research. Like, something I learned in school is like to really research who you're going to be working for. I did not know that Kyle's family was from Buffalo, but one of my favorite teams is the Buffalo Bills. I had a nice tie that I got from a buddy of mine. Um, had the Bills on it. It was like one of the first like sparking conversations you like or that we like mentioned. I noticed, and it was just kind of like I don't know. Just the rest was very like natural. Like once you kind of made that connection in the interview, and like I also knew other things about his show and had like the the experience of like meeting you before. And that was in like our first real encounter, and that was after the Spark Hire video. Is that the only tie you own? It's not the only tie I own, uh, believe it or not. I have like three or four. Okay. I don't um, wear them often, though. Yeah, another question that's fun to ask is, you know, what do you know about our company? Or what do you know about me? Because somebody who's really interested in a position is going to have done some research. If somebody's done no research, like that's... I don't know. That, I don't know that it's a red, red flag, flag but it's like an orange flag. Like, I don't know. Would you walk into, I mean, 
like a construction place and just say like I want to work here but don't even know what they well, do. Well, construction guys tend to do that. I well, got a hammer. <laughs> you got somewhere I can swing I guess this you're thing. Right. Like, I guess you're right. But I mean, I don't know. I think you're But totally you want right, somebody though. who shows some genuine, you know, interest. Yeah, like this is a career path that I've like chosen to take. Real estate has been something that's like really interesting to me, so why would I not you like even every real estate, you choose your brokerage. You don't just go in like I want to. Like I mean, if you are doing this and you're doing it wrong, like you need to go and like research what kind of like splits you're going to be getting and all those other types of things that you wouldn't just walk in and take the first thing you get. I mean, one thing I've learned from you is research three different options for everything you do. So it's like there's no reason like I mean, this was one of the first ways I went, but like I had done enough research that I didn't want to talk to anybody else. So. I mean, yeah, that's definitely some super valuable. All right, cool. So the next thing was we decided he was the right fit, and I didn't offer him a full-time job. I offered him a two-week contract. This is something I've learned that's very valuable, too, um, in hiring, is if you hire somebody full-time and they don't work out, now you've got to fire them and go on unemployment, and it creates a whole whole mess of issues so something I learned is to put people on a two-week contract when they start out luckily Cody wasn't actually my first hire for this most recent position I hired somebody else and I put him on a two-week contract and in two weeks the guy got three parking tickets and one of his tasks was to put a couple chairs together that we had gotten for the office and he didn't even know what a Phillips screwdriver was and <laughs> It took like a week to put six chairs together, like the one I'm sitting in right now. Um, it was just, there were red flags all over the place. He just did not have it. Like he was hungry and he wanted it, uh, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, we do, we're focused on this EOS model, Entrepreneurial Operating System, and they have something called GWC. And G is get it, W is want it, and C is do they have the capacity to do it. That kid wanted it. That was about it. He didn't yeah. get it. He sure as hell didn't have the capacity to do it. Like yeah, one of the jobs is to drive with me. Like you got three parking tickets in a, like two weeks. Like <laughs> I mean, where were we gonna go from there? Like holy cow! So um, putting somebody on a two week contract's great because that kid didn't work out. It was great. The two weeks were up. Hey, it's been real. Bye. And he gets to go on and, and you know go for his next venture. Um, and now I didn't have to worry about unemployment or anything like that. So that's just a little little trick. Um, that you can do when you're hiring people. So we did the same thing with Cody, put him on a two-week contract. And what did we do in the beginning? Do you remember? You're probably going to remember better than I do. What did we do in the beginning as far as, like, what kind of task was I yeah, given? I was like, tasked to fix these chairs. Like, <laughs> the, the other kid <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I was, uh, no, I mean, it was just a lot of, like, smaller stuff and then obviously learning the ropes of, like, you know, going into your email and, like, just trying to – just trying to even sort your email, not answering, not like not pretending to be you on there for other people. Like it was solely just on understanding like what's in there that's going to be important and what's not and just recognizing that. And then from there, I mean, it was just a matter of kind of learning from Shasta and, and doing just basically learning like the ropes of everything, because as I've learned, like being your assistant, like it is about like knowing a little bit of everything to keep you on track which like you know everything that's like going on like typically but like in like in any sense like you know the printer goes down or something like that like i needed like people are going to run to you but like i need to stop them and like that was kind of something i learned really quickly is that like stop people from like just coming to you and like at least just try to be like that quick barrier and like as i've grown like i become a bigger barrier like to, for entry for people and like you know 
sometimes if I like you, I'll like, yeah, I'll get you, Kyle. Or sometimes if I don't, like, no, like, you know, he's busy right now. I, I'll try to help you when I can. So. Yeah, the other thing that I had you do a lot in the beginning, too, is just my calendar. Like, one of the most important tasks that Cody has is to make sure I'm where I need to be, when I need to be there, and that I'm prepared when I get there. Like, if nothing else, that's, like, the number one task because I'm somebody who's really, really big on timeliness and making sure that I'm, you know, on time or early for everything that I do. And his job is to go in my calendar, make sure, see what we got going on. Like today's a fucking crazy day. I think we have like eight or nine <laughs> appointments today. Um, but his job is to make sure I get to every appointment on time. Like, hey, we, we got you got an appointment coming up in two minutes. And he can be like, he could push that appointment back or he could cut me off on the current appointment, whatever we need to do. Um, but making sure, you know, that I'm ready also when I get there. So let's say I'm going out to meet with a seller and I have a listing appointment or something, his job is to make sure that I'm prepped for it. Like, hey, did you have time? Do you have the listing package put together? You know, have you pulled comps? Where are we at? What do you need? Um, and making sure. And then he's even going in and pulling like, hey, it's uh, it's going to be about a 30-minute drive, so we need to leave by 2.15, you know, if we're going to get there by 3 o'clock. Like, he's checking all that stuff. Um, so that is so, so important because in this business, right, this is a uh, – a business we're just like a commodity i mean there's there's 30,000 realtors in san diego if you show up late to that appointment like there's 29,999 other agents that they could go with um so the last thing i ever want to do is lose an opportunity by showing up late or showing up unprepared yeah that's definitely a big i mean it's, and it's honestly it's something that interesting for like this is me speaking towards like anybody that like wants to be an assistant and all like that's not just something like, oh, it sounds easy. Like, it's not always easy pulling you from a meeting or getting you somewhere exactly on time because, like, there's traffic. There's other factors. I mean, like, it's, it honestly is, like, it, like you said, it's very important because if I don't, like, like you said, things get all pushed back and they go, you know, everything just gets moved. And like you said, like, time is, like, your most, um, what, what do you always say? Like, time is your most it's valuable asset. asset. Yeah, it's, like, it, it literally, like, once you start pushing it back, I mean, there's your whole day is messed, and then you're like leading like family time, and it, I don't know, it's a lot. I mean, sometimes it becomes like a lot of pressure. Where it's like, dude, I like, or you can't get in the room, and I'm like knocking on the window, like, yeah, it's like all about being <laughs> persistent sometimes. So, yeah, cool. So we talked a little bit about some of the the key tasks. Taking over email is a huge one that you do for me, um, and filtering that down. So all I have to see is the stuff I need to see. Um, nailing down my calendar, making sure I'm where I need to be when I need to be there, and I'm prepared when I get there. What are some of the other key tasks that you do for me? Uh, um, being I mean, that barrier, yeah, right? When the agents the need shit, like realizing that Kyle's not the guy who fixes the printer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, one of the, like, the things I like to relate back from like when I was, I worked in the restaurants for like nine years and I started off being like barbacks and doing all that kind of stuff. And what I realized is like being that barback, like doesn't have always like a lot of the glory, but if you don't have a strong one, like if you don't have one that's like competent and like knows how to do a little bit of everything, you kind of like have, um, you know, a half sailing ship. Like it's all, it's a little teetered. And like part of like what I, I personally do, it's in the background a little bit, is just like always trying to be in on like every meeting, like taking notes during the times that you're talking and like just having like key, like when you're like thinking about a meeting you had, just trying to be like that extra set of you and like having like notes and just trying to stay like as current as possible in like your day to day. And it's like, it doesn't include like outside of work. Like my phone doesn't really like turn off. And that's not because like, I feel like you're gonna get mad or anything, but like my like, I personally think like being always accessible is part of like being a good assistant. Is like you, I don't really ever think of like, 
a nine to five. Like, this is a career. This is like where I like being and this is what I like doing. And if I'm going to act like, oh, it's five o'clock, like, don't talk to me anymore. Like, that kind of to me would be really defeating the purpose of being like your assistant. Because, you know, like, there's days where I don't have a whole lot to do. And that's like, that's cool. It's valuable. Or, you know, like, that's some of like a perk. But the other side of it, too, like, that means I need to, like, value that and take it into, like, you know, if you ever ask me, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I had, like, Monday, I didn't really do a whole lot. Like, it might be Saturday, but whatever. Like, this is my boss. This is what I'm doing. So trying to be, like, always accessible, I guess, would be another answer for okay. that. And here's the other thing is when I hired Cody, I told him, like, look, you're going to get to do some insane stuff. Like, you have to come to Tom Ferry's office and sit in on a meeting with Tom Ferry's sales team. Or, like, that mastermind and, we did. Right, that was And sick. learn. Or even be in the room while we podcast with Tom Ferry. Or we just had a mastermind. We had 50 agents from our EXP group in San Diego, you know, and, like, super high-level mastermind for two days, like, getting to be in those rooms – but then at the same time, there's going to be times like, hey, Cody, can you go, you know, drop this off at the dry cleaner? Can you go pick up a coffee at Starbucks? Can you go, you know, let the plumber in at the house, right? Like, there's that shit, too. Um, and I think it's important when you hire an assistant to be upfront about that stuff. Don't, like, hide and don't pretend like they're not going to have to do that. Because if you ask them to do that and that wasn't part of the job description up front, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't sign up for this so like I made it clear I'm like look you're gonna have to do some stuff that's not the most fun but you're gonna get to do stuff that's next level fun and that stuff that people would pay you know tens of thousands of dollars to be a part of and I mean Cody's in the room I and mean, we've how many zooms have you gotten to sit in on today right like I mean, yeah already. like a handful of zooms today just hearing how we pitch things and how we handle smart people how we handle stupid people I mean he's getting <laughs> to, learn. <laughs> getting to learn a lot today um so hopefully this is beneficial for you guys just want to give you like a little insight into you know how i found cody some of the things that cody does for me um you know last thing i want to hit on cody is just what are some things you think are are the qualities of a good assistant like if if somebody's watching this and they're thinking about hiring an assistant like what are some of the qualities that they should really look for in an ideal assistant an ideal assistant i mean honestly having great peace people skills so being very like personable because there's times where you're gonna have to like call and talk to people like you know finding quotes for things and like literally just doing enough stuff where like you can't be shy like you can't be afraid to pick up the phone when like you tell me to do something like that you're like hey like I need you to call this person like I can't be shy I can't be like curious or like you know like I have to know um another another set would just be like that workhorse attitude you don't really want like someone who's like really like trying to be like in, like innovative and like trying to do like you know sorry you want innovation stuff but like if you don't have like that workhorse mentality of like let's just get this done like I know it's not like you said I you know it's not like a glorious like putting together chairs but like you need someone to do it and like you're not gonna have the marketing director do it you're not gonna have the media team do it like that's now like, like just taking that ownership and like that's another I guess key thing too is like you having like extreme like ownership of like what you're doing and like they have to like when they have that interview with you like you need to be able to read them and understand that like they know what they're getting into and like they're proud to do it and they have goals like later on as well i guess there's like three quick ones okay sweet all right well hopefully you guys got some value out of that the one other thing we like to do in the show is share something with you we like to call the whistle widget of the week this is something that we utilize in our business that either saves us time makes us more money or just helps us have more fun so, Cody, what do you got for us today? Cody's pretty nervous about this part of it. <laughs> I didn't know what uh, I wanted to do. Cody's and... known this was coming for a while, and five seconds before <laughs> we start, he started ginger panicking. Yes. And here we sit. What'd you come up with? 
Well, I was going to do an app, but now I'm thinking I should do my Apple Watch. Oh, I just got covered. this bad boy. It's, it's been, been covered. covered. Yep. So now you got to go to an app. That's lame. Well, okay, the app I was going to talk about is this app called the Spar app. It's kind of... Um, oh, it's been done that. You've done that as well? Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to stick with the Apple Watch. This okay. was you a gift. Share your take on the Apple this Watch. This is my gift um, that I just recently got. And honestly, I love it just because it's like that, like instead of like going into your pocket, grabbing your phone over and over again, and like it's a little annoying because it does buzz sometimes, but like you can fix that in settings and trying to control what notifications you get. But like just having like a calendar, like like Kyle mentioned, like I needed to be on top of his calendar, like your calendar notifications hit me up like every 10, 15 minutes, like just letting me know. Um, it's just And then, you know, the other thing I like about it is like the fitness app that it has on that. It's pretty cool. It tells you how long you're like, you standing, you worked out, how many calories you burn. So yeah, that's mine. All right. The one I want to share, um, unfortunately, I couldn't bring it into this room because it's a little bit too big. Um, but this is something we incorporated into our business, I think, seven or eight years ago. And, you know, people always ask, like, what makes you different um, than everybody else out there? And do you really have anything that makes you different? So one of the things we brought into our business is a moving truck. And we decided to invest into a moving truck. It's a full size. It's like the size of, I would say, like a medium-sized U-Haul. It's not the tiny one. It's not the giant one. Um, I think it's like 15 foot. But it's got the ramp and the dollies and, and the whole nine. And it's something that we utilize. It's fully wrapped. It's parked on a very busy street. So everybody coming in and out of the neighborhood seeing it every time they get off the freeway. And we allow all of our clients to use it. So when they buy a house, when they sell a house, we make that fully available for all of our clients to utilize for their moves. Um, or maybe they need to do a run to the dump or they need to do a donation run or things along those lines. We make it available to them. Um, we also make it available to the local schools, to nonprofits, to churches, things along those lines to you know have it be a community service thing as well because uh, I run a nonprofit and I know it's very, very difficult. Um, to do those things and anytime that you know we can do something to give back uh something that we're huge huge fans of so uh we got a moving truck we used a company called on the move trucks if you want their info shoot me a dm on instagram and i'll hook you up with their info they made it really really easy they got us the truck the wrap the insurance the blankets the dollies i mean they set this whole thing up we really didn't have to do much they provided us a graphic artist to help with the wrap like they made this really really idiot proof made it really easy for us and our moving truck is used on average like four to five days a week. So, you know, that thing is constantly out and about all around San Diego with our brand all over it. Um, it's been fantastic for our business. It's definitely a, a very, very valuable tool. So as your business starts to grow and you're looking for unique things, now you're sitting down with a client and especially people that are selling because they're stressed out like, oh, this is so tough. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? You're like, hey, you know, something great with us is we have this moving truck and you can use it and you can take stuff to storage. You can do what you need to do. Like, oh, that's great. That, that's, that's a real lifesaver. Uh, it could be really valuable. And then usually clients, you know, when they drive it, they take pictures, they post it on social um, and that, you know, gets it out there to more people. So shoot me a DM. I'll hook you up with the info for the company that set us up with it and, uh, Thomas will find a way, uh, at least if you're watching on YouTube, to uh, put an image of our truck in there. Um, or if you want an image of our truck, you could DM me as well, and, and I'll shoot you just so you kind of have a visual since I couldn't move the moving truck into this room. All right, guys, hopefully you got value out of the show today. If you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join the referral network. 
and find out about upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind, which is a two-day video intensive that we do here in San Diego. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the show, would love it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notified when we release a future episode. Or if you're listening uh, to the iTunes podcast app, make sure to give us a review on there. We'd really, really appreciate that so more people can learn about it. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistleway Podcast.